sure I'm ready. Okay, I think I'm ready. I think I am. All right, here we go. Boom. Welcome to the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room Podcast. We are here to podcast about anything and everything Star Wars with you. Please visit our website where you can play current and past episodes. That's HTTPS colon backslash backslash R-A-B-R Kyledrahenson.us. That's R-A-B-R dot K-A-I-L-E-J-O-H-A-N-S-E-N dot U-S. On the left-hand side is a navigation menu. You can use this to learn how to load the Rebel Alliance Bridge podcast on your Android or Apple phone and tablet. And we have direct links to our podcast on Apple and Google Podcasts. Please participate by connecting to our social media, answering questions of the week, or submitting feedback directly from the site. Again, all of these are available at the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room website at R-A-B-R-K-A-I-L-E-J-O-H-A-N-S-E-N-U-S. And now, it's time to talk Star Wars. We. I hope John Johansson, and this is Andrew Scott Sutton. Say hello. 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 Hi. Uh, we were going to have Rick on, but uh, he is... Uh, no, he uh, just sent a message, Scott. You should see it. Let me uh, sh- let me show you what he said. He said, hell no, you guys are too wild. Nope, he said that uh, he walked in and the uh, wife had unplugged the the dryer because it stopped working. So now he's got to figure out what to do with the dryer. This is the picture he sent. She pressed the reset? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He's going to have to figure all that out, I guess. God, these women keep touching shit. I know, they just not do anything. Jeez. All right. Stop that. Well, let's go. I'm hungry. I'm working on it. Jeez. Don't All right. So, well, you're going to be here a while. we got three episodes to go through. Bitch, let's go. Let's go. All right. So today we're reviewing Star Wars The Bad Batch Season 2, Episode 15, which is called The Summit. The, uh, the uh, what's his name? Oh. Summit. Oh. Governor Tarkin. Admiral Tarkin. Oh, uh, his I thought it was summit. a summit because it was like it was kind of on a mountain, like, you know, in the cave. Nah, no. It's just a getting together of people. But yeah, I mean, you're, that's true, too. All right. So we don't have any news today, so we're not going to do that. But I'm going to push this button just for news because I can. Then we push this one. That means uh, we're going to talk about the episode and you're going to be spoiled, so go watch it if you have it. The director of this episode was Nate Villanova. Writer was Matt Milchevich. He was also the story editor, and of course the music was scored by Kevin Kinner, who has done all the music for Bad Batch. Um, In the cast, we had uh, of course our Clone Force 99 and Barton Colburn, which is one of the guys at the table, was all done by D. Bradley Baker. 
Uh, Dr. Royce Hemlock was done by Jimmy Simpson. Uh, Governor Tarkin and uh, one of those shock troopers that had the, the blue visor was done by Stephen Stanton. We had Emerly Carr in this episode by Kaisha Cass Castle Hughes. Um, there was a fighter pilot. Uh, Andy Allo was one of the guys. Um, Hurst Ramadi was at the table. He was done by Andy Delord Tour. Uh, there's an Imperial Technician. Um, and Saw de Guerrero were both voiced by Andrew Kushno. Uh, Lieutenant Maylor, who was at the table, and a stormtrooper were both voiced by Alan Yu. Uh, we had Orson Krennic there, which uh, that's one of the first times we've seen him in animated. And the guy who played him in the movies was the voice actor. It was Ben Middleson, Mendelssohn. And of course, this episode we had uh, Fee Genoa, who was that? Wanda Sykes. Yeah. Yeah. So she was, uh, yeah, she was foreshadowing what was going to happen in the next episode. And because of that, we're going to play a commercial so we can not think about it. Hey, you over there. Are you a trooper? Is your armor always dirty? When do you find time to clean it? Did rebel scum scratch and damage it? Does your helmet communications keep acting up? Stop by Aaron's Armor Sparkalorium. Before 1,500 hours, we will wash clean and sanitize your armor for the next day pickup. Our patented galactically ancient will have your armor sparkling just like a new Cerulean Y-1300 freighter just off the assembly line. You will be the envy of all your friends and co-workers from the castles mm. on Lothal to the politicians on Coruscant to the environmentalists on Endor. For your next day, sir, stop by Aaron's Armor Sparkalorium. Aaron. Tatooine's monster across from Hangar Thirty Five. We will also repair and sell and sell most parts at the best rates in the known galaxy. All services guaranteed and licensed by the Emperor himself to last a lifetime. Only at Aaron's Armor Sparkalorium. <laughs> Helmets and boots or services are extra. Mm, extra. Yeah, so like that's right across from Pelly's uh Aaron's is right across the street. Okay, so again it's uh Bad Batch season work in that corner. Yeah, it's probably a pretty busy corner. We've got uh we've got Juan's Cantina over there, we've got mm -hmm. uh we've got Aaron's, we've got uh He's right in the right place for Taco Tuesday. Some little, some little shop that sells dome armor, and we've got uh, Pelly's right there. All right, so Bad Batch Season 2, Episode 15, The Summit. Uh, originally aired on March 29th. was only 28 minutes long. Um, so what that means is it's time to grab your favorite beverage, pull up a chair, and join us in the Rebel Lines briefing room. Yay, we're there. We're in it. So, episode starts off on Habu. Tech is briefing the rest of the Bad Batch about the search through the Republic and Imperial file, files for information about the Advanced Science Division. His search has yielded information about Crosshair. 
Crosshair's location and Dr. Royce Himlock uh, also. Echo informs the rest of the clones that Himlock was scheduled to attend a conference at Governor Wilhelm Tarkin's compound on Itara, Itaru uh, in two rotations, which I don't know if that's days or what. Echo proposes planting a homing beacon on Hemlock's ship and using it to find Hemlock's base and Crosshair's location. Of course, Hunter is skeptical about anything uh, they plan, so he he thinks they'll be at a tactical disadvantage. Um, but Tex says Crosshair is their brother, while Omega says Crosshair is, is their brother also. So they're all in agreement. Wrecker is supportive. So Hunter has no choice but to um, support it also. Uh, he asks for reinforcements from Echo, and Echo says that Rex is on a mission and says that the te their team is sufficient enough to get in and out without alerting Imperials. So they're going to be a small, tight team, and they're going to be un over overmanned or something. Undermanned. Under uh, Hunter agrees to everything. Um, but before leaving, Omega tells Fee that she and the other clones are going on a covert mission. Uh, Fee set, says expects details when they return before speaking with Tech, uh, remarking that the Bad Batch is planning to leave without her, without him saying goodbye to her. What? Hey, 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 hey! I think I, besides, I think, I think I think she has a thing for Tech. I think so too. I think I think there's something there, and he can't figure think, it out. Yeah, well, I think he thinks there's something there too. He just doesn't know how to navigate it. He's never, uh, you know, he's done that stuff. In a bad batch. He's only been playing with boys before. He's never played with a girl. He needs, uh, to, he needs to let her touch him in his bad batch. <laughs> Genoa counsels Tech to not let get involved with any. Pirates or mercenaries. She hints that she has feelings for Tech uh, as Tech walks away. Tech walks up the ramp of the Marauder and and he looks back for a second and then he fires up the engines of the Marauder. <laughs> Meanwhile, Hemlock's Imperial light cruiser arrives above the cloudy planet of Idra. Hemlock descends to the mountainside compound in an inclass. Uh, In-class attacks transport shuttle. Upon landing, he is greeted by a pair of shock troopers who escort him to the meeting with Governor Tarkin. He is joined with several other Imperial officers. When Tarkin remarks that Himrock is late, the scientist replies that uh, there, what, there was matters that required his attention. Uh, while traveling through hyperspace, Tech tells the Fellow clones that he has identified a suitable location to land on Idara outside of Centurions. Hunter then asks how they will bypass the Imperial cruisers above, and Echo tells them that he has a clearance code that he and Rex acquired from one of his, their contacts. Wrecker thanks Echo for the support as they exit hyperspace. Hunter asks Wrecker to man the tail gun as a backup in case uh, their plan doesn't work. Uh, it does, and they get clearance for landing on with uh, a vessel name of 1143. 
Okay, so they're getting right there. This Marauder sends. Uh, they land in the outskirts of the base, and the bad watch bats walk into the forest when Omega asks, uh, "What? Why they're make? Are they making a side side wind breach?" With tech ads worked on Raxus. Uh, Echo responds that approach won't work here because the Empire has revised security protocols following their earlier earlier heists. Hunter warns Wrecker not to use tanks and explosives for this mission because they don't want a bunch of attention. They approach a sensor near the rail that leads to Tarkin's mountainside camp. Echo and the Bad Batch study the compound fortifications from afar. Echo notes that the compound is heavily fortified, but they could infiltrate the facility from the rail line. The tech says that he can detect the sensor platform uh, and turn it off for about 30 seconds uh, so that they can board the rail car. Uh, but warns they have to be exactly precise. Tech uses the grappling cable to reach the sensor platform, and he opens the control panel and temporarily disables the sensor, which causes Imperial technicians to detect the malfunction in sensor 38-11. The lieutenant orders his men to recycle the feed. With the sensors down, the Bad Batch use the grappling cables to hitch to the a ride to the carriage. Meanwhile, the Imperial officers order his technicians to run a system diagnostic. While riding the carriage, Wrecker avoids looking down due to his fear of heights. After reaching the compound, the Bad Batch take out three stormtroopers and sentries who fall over the balcony. Yeah, so they, it, it needs to be said there that they were, they used their grappling hooks to connect, but they never went inside the car. They just stood out, no stayed outside. Um, no now we're going inside uh, Tarkin's conference room, and Hirst Ramadi is advocating that a phased widespread deployment of stormtroopers are needed to ensure a secure military presence across all sectors. And Tarkin disagrees. He advocates a comprehensive strategy for galactic unification uh, to deter dissent and rampant in self-interest. Tarkin then questions Hamlet about, about his progress at the Advanced Sciences Division uh, and how, how he's going with the cloning. And Hamlet claims their cloning advances are, are interest to the Emperor, and he hopes to unlock the Kimonian secrets in order to create an enlightened, an enlightened society using their advanced technology and molecular alterations. Tarkin asks how long it will take to express expresses concern about the amount of funding that the that Hemlock's requested. And that's when Hemlock correct, uh, replies that science cannot be rushed and says that he has found a new purpose for the decommissioned clone troopers uh, whom he describes as test subjects. So he's going to start poking and prodding them and stuff. Um, when Ramadi asks if the clones have consented to the to the experiments. Himlock counters that the clones are imperial property and that consent is not required. Ramadi warns that there are many Imperials there are many in the Imperial Senate fighting for clone rights and that the news of secret 
experiments could hurt their cause. Hamlock responds that the location and operations under his purview are far from the eyes and ears of the Senate and other parties. That's when Barton Colburn warns Hemlock that the clones are cunning and loyal warriors and questions the willingness of his peers to cast them aside. So they don't think that uh, they're going to get very many clones. Tarkin counters that he found clones to be unpredictable and criticizes the Jedi for fostering a concerning level of individuality. So the Jedi encouraged them to be individuals, and uh, the Tarkin and the Empire don't like that. Colburn asks what would happen if the clones learn what's about to happen and take arms against the Empire. Himlock acknowledges that some already have, while Tarkin adds that the Empire will take swift and unilateral action against the clone uprising. Tarkin then asks Orson Krennic about Project Stardust, which is the project we heard about in Rogue One, remember? Mm-hmm. And Krennic be- begins babbling on, and we immediately switch to the Bad Batch, making their way through the hangar bay. When Omega asks which ship belongs to Hemlock, Echo explains that they need to access the manifest from the control room first to find out. Hunter tests Tech and Echo with accompanying him and Omega and Wrecker with planting the homing beacon. Hunter and his team fight their way into the control room, stunning two stormtroopers. Uh, back in the hangar, Omega and Wrecker receive news from Tech that Hemlock Shuttle is in docking lane four. Omega eagerly sets out on the mission and uses a cargo sled as cover. She kind of follows the sled while the stormtroopers are moving them around. Uh, While evading the stormtroopers and sentries, she plants the homing beacon on the shuttle's landing struts. Wrecker warns Omega that more stormtroopers are headed her way. And Omega becomes pinned down. She can't get out. Echo creates a diversion by using a magnetic crane to lift uh, a parked V-wing starfighter and slams it against several cargo boxes. This distracts all the guards and allows Omega an opening to uh, escape. She is detected, though, by a mouse droid. Uh-oh, the mouse droid. But Wrecker smashes the droid with his foot. Bang! Crushes the thing. In the control room, the technicians inform his lieutenant about the crane malfunction in the hangar and offline surveillance systems in Sector 4. Uh-oh. That's not the sector that the Bad Batch is in. Lieutenant dispatches a squad to secure the rail line. Because, you know, it's it was breached. Uh, meanwhile, Hunter and Tech discover another deactivated quadrant of the compound surveillance system. Tech feels uncomfortable and decides it's time to leave. However, Hunter discovers an active thermal explosive, and realizes that someone is targeting Harkin's base. Uh-oh, who's doing that? Tech adds that one charge will not destroy the base, and the clones are then surprised by Saw Guerrero. Uh-oh, where'd he come from? And a fellow uh, partisan um, who's disguised 
who has infiltrated Tarkin's base disguised as stormtroopers. Uh, Saul Guerrero notices the Bad Batch have made a choice since they last met on Onderon. So they've chosen to fight against the Empire. When Hunter asks what his plan is, Guerrero tells the clones about his plan to destroy the base and all the Imperial officers inside. Hunter tells Saul Guerrero not to proceed with a plan since his group is tracking an Imperial officer in order to rescue imprisoned clone troopers. And Saul Guerrero is reluctant to call off the operation since he is waging his own war against the Empire. Saul Guerrero doesn't really uh, follow anybody else but himself, it seems like. Tech asks him to consider the implications of wiping out any chance of gathering intelligence that could aid his cause. Uh, Guerrero counters that the assassination of several top Imperial commanders would be very beneficial. And Tech counters that that is a short-term victory since the ranks will easily easily be replenished. And Saul responds that uh, sacrifices have to be made for the greater good. One of uh, Guerrero's companion warns that uh, they have to leave since the security team has been alerted. Two parties, the two parties are attacked by stormtrooper sentries, but shoot one of their attackers before retreating down the corridor. Uh, to aid their escape, they damage pipes which release smoke and electrocute the pursuers with the electromagnetic pulse grenade, which is Scott's favorite. That's the one that goes and they get shocked. <laughs> yeah. Tech also uses a stormtrooper as a shield while shooting at it while they sh- uh, shoot at their comrades. Hunter warns other clones that they have been compromised and to head back to the rail line. Uh, Saul Guerrero's female companion is wounded during the gunfight disguised as sh- disguised as some stormtroopers. He helps her to the shuttle. He is determined to reach the shuttle before the Imperials find and deactivate the explosives. The lieutenant informs Tarkin that other Imperial officers that and the other Imperial officers that insurgents have disguised themselves as troopers and have infiltrated the compound. Tarkin orders that all communication be switched to encoded channels and tasks the stormtroopers with finding the intruders. He also orders the conference room to be sealed and reassures the officers they will be safe. And we see all those windows go down and the room all locks down and he's like, see, we're going to be safe. Uh, Saw Guerrero. Yeah, they're going to be fine. Saw Guerrero and his comrades sneak past stormtroopers while Hunter and Tech are chased by multiple other stormtroopers. They are joined by Echo and Wrecker and Omega who eliminate several of the pursuers. They take out more pursuers with a stun gun grenade before fleeing onto the rail car. The Bad Batch take a position inside the rail car while Tech overrides the manual controls. They ride their stolen car out of the compound. Meanwhile, Saw Guerrero joins another group of disguised partisans and they fight their way into the hangar. They take out stormtroopers 
with stun grenades before fleeing aboard a stolen shuttle. A battery cannon tries to shoot their shuttle down, but is unsuccessful. Sagarera activates his thermal explosives remotely, pushes the button, and it causes extensive damage to Raven's Peak, which is the, what uh, um, Tarkin's summit's called, is Raven's Peak, particularly the hangar. However, the conference chamber is protected, and Tarkin and the other Imperial officers survive the blast. Dang it. The explosions cause the rail line to lose power. Meanwhile, the Bad Batch fights several stormtroopers stationed on, on their stolen rail car. The rail car stops in midair, and a second rail car hangs on the other side. Tech remarks, this is going to be a problem. Yeah, so uh, one of the cars fell off the rail, and it's connected to their car. And he thinks it's going to pull him down, and that's that's when the credits come up. I don't think it fell off the rail. It, it, it's uh, not it's not connected on the rail at the end of the episode, you, is it? Didn't you didn't you see the electric thing come across the rail and it just stopped it? Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, I think it says here that the explosion causes the rail line to lose power. Uh, they fight several stormtroopers, and the rail car stops in midair. A second car hangs on the other side. Yeah. Okay. So it's so it's so it's hanging. Um, Tech remarks that there's this is going to be a problem. I don't know. This is going to be a problem. What are we going to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, that brings up my question of the week, which is not related to what we just said, but um. What do you think? Uh, will this uh, clone? Will it be a clone uprising? And uh, do you think Tarkin will be able to take execute that swift action against him? You think the clones are going to up going to uprise and 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 try to fight the Empire? I think so because uh, if. If the word gets out, well, I, I that yeah, and I think also um, we have to remember, you know, uh, in in the movie New Hope, there's no there's no talk about clones. There's no clones really anywhere, right? They're all pretty much gone. So either they're by then, yeah. So either then they're by then they're all wiped out somehow. By uh, maybe Tarkin taking this swift action against them, something I don't I don't know. Um, it could be also because we know um, there is a, a few clones left that we see in the Rebels uh, TV show. The mm-hmm. the Rex is there, and I think a couple other uh, guys are there, um, but they're like the last clone troopers that we have ever seen. Um, in this timeline, I think, because uh, those guys were found after Return of the Jedi. Those storm, those clones, Rex, and you know, they lived out in the middle of the desert in their little machine or whatever they were living in. So let's go on from there. That's our question. 
we uh, want to do this. That's right. So you can send us email uh, feedback to that address, feedback at kylejohansson.us. We also have a link on the left-hand side of the website, um, over there, nope, over there, that uh, will give you a form to fill out. You just submit it, and it'll go to us. Um, we'll have the question of the week up on the site, too, on the uh, you know left side. And once you uh, answer the question and, and submit that, there'll be an option to leave a comment. You can comment on your question or anything about the episode. We're also on Twitter at super underscore duper underscore pod. Um, you can send us a message there. And of course, on YouTube and uh, Spotify, we have uh, videos and both of those now allow comments uh, on the videos and audios. When we have everything from this uh, Bad Batch and uh, Mandalorian are on video on Spotify and of course, every video we've done is on YouTube. So uh, we need your feedback because um, Scott's red sweatshirt is mm. driving us is is up there. So so we we both know there's something coming up in the next episode. So we're trying not to say anything about it. But um, can you think of anything else you want to talk about on this episode? No, because uh, there's there's some big stuff coming, and then uh, mm-hmm. it's hard to focus on this episode at all because of what, Sid, what's coming. Sid, Sid, stupid. Yep, Sid. Uh, Fucking traitor. Sid causes problems, and I mean, we knew that was going to happen, but uh, there's all kinds of fun stuff going on in the next episode. So let's go ahead and end this episode, uh, so we can start the next one. Thank you for listening to the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room Podcast. Please visit our website where you can play current and past episodes. That's https colon backslash backslash rabrkyledrahenson.us That's r-a-b-r dot k-a-i-l-e-j-o-h-a-n-s-e-n dot u-s on the left-hand side is a navigation menu. You can use this to learn how to load the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room podcast on your Android or Apple phone and tablet. And we have direct links to our podcast on Apple and Google Podcasts. Please participate by connecting to our social media, answering questions of the week, or submitting feedback directly from the site. Again, all of these are available at the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room website at R-A-B-R dot K-A-I-L-E-J-O. H-A-N-S-E-N dot U-S This podcast in no way is approved, sponsored, or owned by Lucasfilms LTD, Disney, Disney Plus, or any of its subsidiaries. All opinions are solely owned by Kyle and or Scott, and in no way express the views or opinions of their past or present employers. Views and opinions are not supported or restricted Lucas Films, LTD, Disney, Disney Plus, or any of its subsidiaries. 
any rebroadcast, reproduction, or any or other use of this podcast and its affiliate sites without consent of Super Duper Podcast Network and its host is prohibited. I am Kyle Johnson, and this is Andrew Scott Sutton. Say goodbye now. Goodbye. Hello. Hello. Oh. What? Oh, goodbye. Hello. Um, no. I can't hear you. Hello? Hello. Uh, yeah, so that's the end of the episode.